Welcome to Theater of the Mind. Theater of the Mind is an unofficial D&D 5e actual play podcast. Theater of the Mind is not appropriate for all audiences, and therefore listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Theater of the Minds Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, joining me today is Amanda. Hi, I'll be playing Mel Kelly. Uh, I'm also joined by Jeremy. Hello, greetings and salutations. I will be playing Elliot Brandybane. We also have Burnell. I'm feeling rather persnickety this day, and I'm playing Olnock Vaga Johnson. Also have Downs joining me. Hello, I am playing James O'Brien. And I've got Casey. Hi, I'm playing Emery Lee. Our story begins in Grand Junction, a small city on the western slope of Colorado. Grand Junction is a city that lives between two worlds. On one hand, it is a small town where the same couple families have run the local businesses for decades. But on the other, it is a city with the beginnings of the hustle and bustle. It is both a town where everything is just a short drive away and a city with all the trappings of convenience. Nearby lies the even smaller town of Colburn. In many ways, Colburn is a town that would remind one of Mayberry, a small town where everyone knows everyone and most make their money through hard work, clawing their living out of the land. One such individual is rancher Elliot Brandybane. We join him on a brisk April morning. Here it's April, so uh, the morning... Actually, I've been up since about 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's been a cavy heifer having problems. Uh, so we just delivered a healthy calf, um, and we've gotten back in to the house got cleaned up and drinking coffee as the sun comes up. It's still early spring in the mountains of Colorado, so I'm sure it's still a little frosty. Oh yeah, it's definitely been cold because we don't have babies unless it's a blizzard. (laughs) From that fake spring, it's a lie. (laughs) So you got the cow delivered, you're warming up inside and uh, you realize that you're short on supply and it's time to head into town. Yes, this was the last one that uh, everybody has been. The calf is up, doing well, and I am definitely out of brandy. <laughs> you live in the uh, small town of Colburn, population of like 100 people, so you got to drive into Junction to get your supply. Yeah, there's they've the, the store's got a couple odds and ends, but... I haven't been for about a month, so it's time to do a big restock. I gotta hit the grocery store and tractor supply and all the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> and unwind a little bit. It's it's been it's been rough calving season. Perfect. All right, so you hop in your I'm assuming your pickup truck and you head on into town, yeah? Oh yeah, it's a that's a seventy two half ton Chevy that uh, is rusted through in most places. <laughs> Uh, I get uh, I get my dog Charlie, and go, come on Charlie, let's head back. You're you're getting kind of low on treats. 
uh, what kind of dog is Charlie? Oh, Charlie is absolutely a border collie blue heel cross. Pretty puppy. High energy. <laughs> so you guys get loaded up in the truck and you're making your way down the mountain. Find your way into town, no problem. Weather's decent enough. The roads are thawed. Oh, sunshine. That looks nice. It's appreciably warmer once you hit junction proper. Um, and you start your day out probably at the tractor supply because that supply doesn't go bad if it gets too warm. Nope, definitely not. So you hit the tractor supply, you get yourself what a fencing material and what all what all are you looking for? Oh we uh, the fencing's pretty good, but uh, our uh, our medic medicine that uh, we use the last of our sulfaboluses and once the spring hits we might need some of that and uh, definitely got to get one of the extra large jugs of uh, dog treats and a couple of uh, pig's ears because Charlie chewed those up two weeks ago he's been cranky <laughs> gotta keep the puppers happy uh, so yeah you get through the tractor supply no sweat you run out probably towards uh, I'm assuming you're a Sam's Club kind of guy get, get your yeah, big they're the bulk. only ones that do enough but god I hate going on Wait, what day is it? Saturday. It's April Saturday. 1st. Oh, I hate going on the weekend. It's so full of people. <laughs> yeah, you get there, the parking lot's pretty much full. I gotta park in the back. All the gray hair old ladies are hoarding their way around the <laughs> uh, the sample sample carts. I tell them, "All right, Charlie, you stay and protect the truck." Well, wake up, dog. Quit sleeping on. Uh, fine. If somebody breaks in, bite them. <laughs> Charlie just kind of raises his head and looks at you lazily and <laughs> lays back down with his fresh pig's ear and just starts chomping. Yeah. Good. You get into you get in and out of Sam's Club pretty easy. Get your food restock. I'm assuming a bunch of bacon, a bunch of eggs, meat, potato kind of guy. Well, yeah, we're going to avoid those silly vegetables. <laughs> what do I look like, a hippie? <laughs> in the background, you can hear your doctor crying. <laughs> <laughs> I've outlived two of them. It's fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> Not entirely sure what this cholesterol is they keep bitching about, but <laughs> doesn't seem to slow you down. So you get this is a solid probably two three hours worth of shopping by itself there. Well, yeah, because you got to go over the aisles where people aren't, and they're waiting in front of the crap you need. So you got to wait for them to leave so you can go get it. Here's the real question: How well does Elliot handle going through the automated self checkouts that they have? What the hell? You want me to, you know what? I pay somebody to do this and, what, you know, I'm a <laughs> it's not working. Slam, slam. <laughs> sir, sir. Uh, uh, an attendant in a blue. What the hell? This piece of crap's broken. <laughs> attendant in a blue vest comes running up like, sir, you can't hit the equipment. You have to be a little gentler. Let me let me help you. Let me let me get you through this. Well, you know, if you guys had checked me out like you're supposed to, we wouldn't have this problem. It's not like I was properly trained on this. I understand, sir. Uh, and she <laughs> she cautiously takes the eggs out of your hand, <laughs> checks them to make sure that they're all still intact. Hey, make sure you don't break those. They're expensive. <laughs> Twelve dollar bundles of eggs here. Hey, you wanted current events. <laughs> Perfect. So the, the mildly, mildly nervous lady gets you checked out. Uh, you're on your way out. I'm sure you eyeball the uh, the cafe they have, but you know it's Ooh, getting pretty pizza. close to. It's a little after lunchtime now, maybe. 
you know, drive down here after doing your chores and all that. We're probably looking about noon, one o'clock. It's all right. Here. I was I was chewing on one of Charlie's treats on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these aren't half bad. No wonder you pester me for these all the time. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, not for human consumption. Uh, uh, what a bunch of sissies. <laughs> Labeled grade C meat. <laughs> oh, it would be lower than that, my friend. <laughs> uh, you feel your stomach kind of rumbling, and you look over, the cafe is probably pretty full. Oh, gosh. Um, not even a place to sit down. You remember your uh, your buddy back at the ranch, uh, one of the, the farmhands who helps you out on particular busy days? Walt. Walt, Walt been, Allen. Walt Allen had been in town, and he was telling you about this English-Irish pub down on the Main Street area, and he said the food was quite good, even though the, the pairing of the two seemed a little strange. Oh, that sounds interesting. He said it was pretty good grub. I'll have to go try that place out. I, before I left, I told Walt that it, it might be a day or two, because I've been, I've been locked up for a while. I might have to cut loose. <laughs> Get a little cray cray, uh, <laughs> as the uh, young TikTok kids say. <laughs> oh, sure, if you say so. He doesn't know what TikTok <laughs> is. Be real. TikTok. That's a that's the sound of clock. That's things, where right? you listen to that hippity hop crap, isn't it? <laughs> so you hop in your truck and. After a fair bit of difficulty, you finally find somewhere where you can park a truck that big downtown. Um, I swear they make these parking spots smaller every week. <laughs> I'm sure you cuss at the uh, the payment or the, the, the parking meter. Yeah, like I'm going to pay to park my truck. Sure, get it off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing left to, to strap onto to tow it away. <laughs> Sorry, right, I got a pair of bolt cutters. You can boot this if you want. I'll fix it. <laughs> and with that, you make your way over to the uh, the bar, the, the restaurant. Man, uh, it's clean in here. Probably ain't any good. No <laughs> sawdust on the floor. Where am I going to spit? At that point, you meet our hostess. Uh, what what does Emery look like? What is what does Elliot see when he first hits this place? Uh, Emery is a tall young woman. She has. Um, short, spiky brown hair, and she's wearing uh, ripped jeans and a flannel. Well, hi, young lady. How are you? Oh, it's nice to see you. Welcome to the... Are we calling it? Call it. Give it a name. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the... Uh, it's not going to be what it's actually called, so we will call it the... We've kicked around Shamrock Sheep a couple times. Sure, that works. Shamrock <laughs> Sheep sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> You guys must be pretty new because you ain't earned enough money to buy new britches, but... <laughs> no, they're meant to look like this. Really? That's intentional. It's a style choice. Oh, oh dear. Oh, okay. Uh, put, me, put me back over there in the corner. In the corner? All right. Is I'd it just you dining today or will you anyone well, be joining you? Can I, can I bring my dog? We don't allow pets in the restaurant. Sorry. Even if he's an emotional support pet? Technically, only service animals are allowed in restaurants. Emotional support animals don't technically. Oh. All right. Allowed. Well, then it'll just be me then. Sorry, right. Charlie. You're going to have to wait. Wake up, dog. If anybody gets in there, bite him. Oh. I, 
Boy, them pigs are just putting him right to sleep. <laughs> um, so the table's just right this way, if you'll follow me. Well, of course, after you. And I'll lead him back to his table. Perfect. I think that's the perfect time to kind of take a look at Emery's day. What does what does the average pre-work day look like for Emery? Well, so the, the restaurant's open till 10. And then, of course, you end up staying out later. You go out with some work friends, whatever, you know. Um, so Emery sleeps pretty late into the day. I think her shift starts around 3, so just... Wait, what time is it now? Because I it's have to two. be... It's 2. Yeah. So she's working <laughs> lunch today. She picked up a shift for someone else. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had it worked out in my brain and i forgot what the timeline was no worries um so she slept in pretty much until her shift started she had enough time for a large pot of coffee half of which she brought in her in a travel mug um and a rushed breakfast of a couple pieces of toast fantastic and uh you're fairly new to the restaurant yeah yeah, I think she probably started maybe maximum a month ago. month ago. So long enough that you've got your feet under you, but not exactly close yet with any of your colleagues. Exactly, yeah. Perfect. What, what led to you working here? Just needed a job? Pretty much needed a job. Thought an English Irish pub was a fascinating concept. <laughs> I enjoyed the food enough to, you know, want some staff meals out of it <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. all right and so you uh, you help elliot get to the table um and you go up and you let ben uh ben the bartender know that somebody's there you're just the hostess today uh despite it being a saturday the weather's been kind of hit and miss so it's been a little bit of a slower day um, even though usually people are itching to get out for spring for some reason today, your your place is just not their stomping grounds. Everybody's still at Sam's Club. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you let Ben know. Ben shuffles around, finds some menus, delivers a menu over to over to Elliot. Um, Elliot, you see pretty typical <laughs> English and Irish fare. You know, you've got fish and chips. You got um, Ooh, corn you know. beef and cabbage. Yep, mm-hmm. corn you beef and cabbage. Bangers and mash. Yep, bangers and mash. The whole, the whole shebang. Shepherd's pie. Yep, there's definitely a shepherd's pie. Though, if anybody knows what a shepherd's pie is, this wouldn't be it because it doesn't have the lamb. It's got beef, um, but it's good enough for okay, Junction. Gordon Ramsay. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> it's good enough for the locals here in Junction to think they're eating the right it has thing. Has instant mashed potatoes instead oh. of real mashed potatoes. Absolutely. <laughs> The cheese may or may not be shredded craft singles. Nobody's really sure. But. Uh, the one person who would know, however, is our cook, uh, James. Uh, I feel like y'all are dissing me because of the quality of the food. Thank you very much. <laughs> sure, that's beef, but it tastes right. right? I'm it on down to side. I feel like he's got a point. It ain't moving. <laughs> so Ben, the bartender, comes up to Elliot and... Uh, he takes your order. What, what, what do you end up wanting? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely doing the corned beef and cabbage. Corned beef and cabbage. Perfect. So Ben comes back to the kitchen and he approaches you, James, and says, uh, yeah, the old man up front, he'll he'll take the corned beef and cabbage. No special, no nothing. 
All right, no substitutions. All right, I like this guy. And a Budweiser. And a Budweiser. Because <laughs> I'm an makes, Irish English pub, so of course Elliot is going to buy a Budweiser. Makes might make Ben a little sad. They got this fantastic selection of craft beers, but he pours you. Oh, I'm assuming you're out of a bottle kind of guy, not even out of the tap. Whatever's cheapest. Yeah, so he brings you a can of Budweiser. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, and with that, let's, uh, let's see what the cook looks like. Go ahead and describe James. All right. Uh, James is a, a six foot tall, long red haired, um, Irish born, but, uh, he's lived in America the majority of his life. So he does not have the Irish accent. Uh, he's wearing the, uh, very stereotypical pub, uh, cooking attire, but he's got very nice knives and a, a cute little, uh, chef's hat. Cute little. Okay. <laughs> it's very cute. Is it starched or is it slightly floppy over one side? It uh, started out straight, but it has to be floppy because there's not a lot of room back here. <laughs> uh, uh, so, how long has uh, James been cooking? Uh, James has been cooking not, uh, not just here, but uh, for several years. He was in the culinary school until he got uh, removed for reasons. Um. That uh, he's been at the uh, what, what, what do we call this place? The sheep, the shamrock sheep, the shamrock sheep. <laughs> he's been here for about uh, five months or so, give or take. Okay, so you've been here for a while now. You and you know the workings pretty well. You know Ben and most of the staff. Yeah, uh, you know there's a new hostess up front. You know, you know that Emery's been working up front, but hostesses and the cooks, you know, it's not like wait staff where they're interacting a lot. She's strictly front of the house. You're pretty strictly back of the house, I would imagine. Right, yeah. Uh, you may be gone, and in your group, you've grabbed drinks together, but maybe not necessarily the closest of friends. Yeah. Shit. So you start cooking up the, the corned beef and cabbage, and around that time, Emery sees uh, Michael's character come in. Uh, what what does Olnock look like? So Olnock is uh, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, depending on what gas station he's leaving. And um, he's about 250, 260. Pretty good-sized feller. And uh, un- unusually large for somebody who's in the United States Navy, especially as a chief. <laughs> not known for tall people in those parts. No, not exactly. Yeah, the uh, corridors are about six feet tall. So he's got a duck basically everywhere. But he doesn't have scoliosis. hasn't developed yet. So we're we're getting through it. You know what I'm saying? So. Sure, that's as much a shock to him as anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so what what does Olnock's day look like? So Olnock is just kind of over dealing with high schoolers and young college kids at this point. He's on his last duty station as a naval recruiter. And he just doesn't want to talk to kids anymore. So he's decided to take what they would call to us old salty dogs a liquid lunch over at the uh, Shamrock Sheep. Shamrock Sheep. I don't know why that was so hard to remember, but, uh, you know, and he's just, he's just walking in trying to close his day off. You know, it's your last duty station. Nobody really cares what you do after a certain time because they know you're getting out and it's, there's nothing they can do to keep you in. He's, he's looking for retirement and he's happy to be that way. So well put together man comes in, same deal. You get him, get him seated. Where, where's Olnock take roost? Well, since we're going for the liquid lunch, we're going to be sitting at the bar and trying to get as many drinks as possible in. I know two's a little early, but, you know, he's going to be retired soon, so the rules of society don't apply to him anymore. 
Yeah, so, um, hi, welcome to the Shamrock Sheep. Is it just you dining today, or will there be anyone else? No, ma'am, it'll just be me today. I think you definitely get like a funny look just because you're really, really tall. She tries to be discreet about That's it, fair. but she doesn't quite nail that. <laughs> right? Like, who is this monster guy coming like, into holy my? Holy cow! <laughs> this guy's tall. <laughs> um, how how we... perceptive of that is or not? It's something that happens most of the time. He's been a big old boy his most of his life, so it's nothing new. <laughs> Would you like a booth, or are you going to be sitting at the bar today? I'll be sitting at the bar today, ma'am. All right. You can just go and pick whatever seat you like, and Ben will take care of you. Awesome. Thank you very much. So you you sit at the bar, and Ben comes up and uh, gives you their long list of craft beers um, and kind of grimaces, maybe kind of glances over in Elliot's way when he starts talking about the domestics. We got Budweiser. We got Coors. We got... You know, man, Heineken. I know you're going through your little spiel, and I'm not, I, I'd be happy to listen to the rest of it, but I, like, I, I'm not really feeling it today, so if you could just go ahead and give me a little Jack and Coke, that'd be fantastic, my friend. He does so. He's not excited to hear Jack is coming out of his bar today also, but... You know, it, I can tell you're not really happy about the Jack comment, so what kind of whiskey would you uh, recommend there, my friend? Oh, I would absolutely go for our ammunition whiskey. You seem like the kind of guy who would like uh, something with a little more kick to it. Well, my boy, you read me right, so I'm down. Let's get some of that ammunition and whisk or Coke or whatever. Well, you want it straight or with some Coke? What's your recommendation? Well, if you're going to buy the good stuff, why would you water it down? I like your style. I like your attitude. Let's go. Hit me with it. And he pours you a double, uh, gives you a glass of water to go next to it. Uh, goes back to wiping his very not busy bar. Um, <laughs> Up above the bar, you see the TVs are on to the local sports center. Uh, it looks like there's a baseball game getting ready to go. Um, and it's, it looks like it's the Boston Red Sox versus the Orioles. Uh, so that's playing above the bar. Something for you to kind of distract yourself with while you uh, drink down some of this whiskey. Is Olnock uh, wearing anything that would identify him specifically as being like current Navy? Say again. Uh, are Zolnak wearing anything? I mean, does he is he identifiable as? Yeah, okay. uh, I'm actually in uniform. It's required oh, as a okay. recruiter, so I'm in my uh, I'm in my khakis because okay. I'm a chief right, or that's senior chief. You know. It's required um, to go to the bar in your uniform. Well, I'm not required, but I came straight from work. Oh, <laughs> and I still happen to have my uniform on. I didn't want to go home. I, I was kind of just over dealing with younger people and their attitudes in general. So. <laughs> I'm going to wave down Emery as she's working with her attention. I'll head back to your table. This is, uh, why that uh, young gorilla give him uh, whatever he's drinking and start with me? Sure. I'll tell Ben to put that on there. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> uh, Emery will come up to the bar and just kind of pull Ben aside and... Hey, the guy in the corner wants to buy this guy one of whatever he's drinking. Oh, oh that's very kind of him. Perfect. Yeah, he's drinking straight whiskey. Unfortunately, oh. the nice stuff. So. Have two? Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, be a good night. Early, you know but okay. <laughs> you know those Navy guys, some of those stereotypes exist for a reason. You know, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh-huh. And around that time, you hear the 
bell or whatever. Dang the, the food. Somebody get the food. Order's <laughs> 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 out. Ding. <laughs> ding. Ding. <laughs> yeah, James is just back there. Just ding. Ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> I think, I think Emery and Ben kind of exchange a look like, are you getting that one or am I? <laughs> oh, we don't have a waitress today. Uh, I, I got it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ben kind of hustles up to the window and grabs uh, the corned beef and cabbage. Uh, delivers it up to Elliot. If he complains that it's cold, it is not my fault. What? <laughs> I said, if you he complains it. that it's cold because it's been sitting here in the window oh. for the last five minutes. Uh, you guys are dropping the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ben brings the food over and places it down and also uh, heard you were wanting to buy that young man a beverage. Thank you for that. Just so you know that he's drinking uh, whiskey tonight. Uh, we're looking at $10. And that's fine. He's a, he's a service man. And I appreciate that. Oh, I'm sure he will very much appreciate that. I don't know the way he's drinking. He might notice it, but I'll notice it. <laughs> it is... He's going for it. <laughs> we are all in. Uh, and about that time, you hear the door open. And at that point, in comes Melanie. Hey, so I heard there was a trivia afternoon. Trivia. Where's everybody? There's, there isn't trivia today. I'm so sorry. Oh. We have trivia like once monthly. I don't think today's on the schedule. But I could still seat you at a table and you can have a nice lunch out of it. No, I already ate my shake, but I would totally love a beer. Sure. <laughs> Do you want to sit a, in a booth or at the bar today? I'll sit at a booth. Okay. Bar. Just... Booth, booth, definitely booth. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely booth. <laughs> All right, follow me then. It'll lead you to a booth somewhat close to the bar because you said you just want a beer, so. <laughs> well, it's not like there aren't booths to spare, God. <laughs> so, uh, what does the uh, young lady that Emery's leading in look like? So, Melanie is uh, the epitome of perky. Uh, she's young and she's about average height, but she's kind of petitely built. Long blonde hair and a ponytail. You can practically see it bobbing up and down every time she talks. And uh, she's actually very disappointed by the lack of trivia. Not that she knows any, but she was hoping to meet some people who do. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what, what did uh, Melanie's day look like leading up to this? Um, Saturday, Saturday morning. So she got to sleep in today. So she got up at like nine and uh, then she did her morning yoga class over at the gym. And then afterwards, she just worked out with some friends for fun. And uh, she honestly thought it was Friday most of the day. And hence why she was here for trivia. Gotcha. Very, very understandable. What does what does Melanie do? Uh, Melanie is a student, but then she also does classes at the gym and uh, personal training, yoga classes. Uh, she runs them, leads them, leads them. Okay. Sure, that's my word. I don't, I don't Directs. know. <laughs> Teaches. Teaches. I mean, I, I think leads is acceptable, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> 
the perfect you sit down and ben comes over uh take your order uh so uh, what what can we uh, get for you today at the shamrock sheet do you like having the ipa uh yeah uh we have like totally got the triple pine twister and, yeah sure whatever uh, that sounds good that's uh, just the first You're all picking up Ben likes his job way too much. Uh, <laughs> ben goes back and he pours you up a pours you up a glass and brings it back over to you. Uh, any 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 food to go with the beer today? Do you have any like kale crackers? No. <laughs> Not at all. No. What are those? <laughs> They're really good. You should try them. I might have some in my bag, and she starts rummaging around like in this giant gym bag. Uh, ben gives you a reaction. I'm sure you've seen plenty of times. Where <laughs> it's like, you know, actually, I think, uh, I think, I think the cook cook needs me. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, he, he politely ish uh, bows out. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong, but did someone up there just say kale crackers? Chips. 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 Kale, kale chips. They're really good. I swear, I found some in my bag. Do you want to try them? Oh God, no. God, she's got Thank the you, ears of a. Uh, huh? <laughs> Something that hears really well. I, a bat. A bat. bat. bat the ears probably. of a bat. <laughs> the ears of a hawk. <laughs> yeah, because they're known for their 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 hearing, yeah. not not their eyesight specifically. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, a little bit of time passes. Uh, you know, the uh, old not can see up on the TV. The, uh, the athletes are well into the warm up now. The uh, the typical sports caster mumbo jumbo is flickering across. The volume's been turned off, even though the bar is basically dead. Um, <laughs> you could probably actually use a little sound to make the place feel fuller. Uh, but. The subtitles up there are reading all the usual crap about how if the Red Sox want to win, they have to score more points and make sure the Orioles score fewer points. And <laughs> that's that's the only way they're going to win this sports ball game. Well said. <laughs> sports ball. I've, I've heard an announcer say sports ball before. That's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so you polish off your drink, uh, Onok and flag bend the barkeep back down, uh, asking him to pour you another. Um, and as he does, your eyes return to the TV. Uh, is anybody else watching the TV? Just I think I sake. am because it's so boring standing at the just hostess so stand when there's just no one coming in. I am totally on my phone. <laughs> texting, texting, texting. She's eating her kale crackers. You do the TikTok. Yes. You Yes, yeah, I, I am on. I am scrolling TikTok, eating my kale crackers, drinking my IPA, oblivious to the world. <laughs> Elliot doesn't have a TV, so seeing flickering movement is mildly fascinating. So he's <laughs> watch. He's looking at it and kind of going, "Boy, I'm glad they got the sound off." But oh, look at that! <laughs> so uh, Ben yeah, brings third string touchdown. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Elliot knows all about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great American pastime. Of course, you know. They scored a basket. At uh, some point, I'm going to stand up and walk over to uh, Olnock and 
reach out and shake his hand and say, son, I just want to take a moment to thank you for your service to our country. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, it's, it's been a good ride, but uh, I think we're about done with it. I appreciate your appreciation, I guess, for lack of a better word. That was an odd sentence to say. How are you feeling right now there, Elliot? Oh, I'm I'm feeling fine. It looks like you're on your way to feeling pretty good, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, even though that was a very awkward exchange, I'm feeling pretty good. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I did Desert, uh, Desert Shield a long time ago. Oh. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you. For your service, and I clap you on the shoulder. I say, "You're a you're a pretty big boy for a squid." <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Uh, Navy life has been rough in certain situations. I bet it has. I I just wanted to let you know. I hope you enjoy your drinks. And he's gonna go sit back down. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, at that point, Ben does sidle up and say, "Just so you know, he did uh, purchase that first round for you." Oh. I'd like to return the favor, if I may. Whatever he wants. This is Budweiser. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a beer of yeah. some kind. I'm not going to judge the man for what he drinks. So, so he, he makes a note of that, and he just got the cheapest whiskey ever. And Elliot bought the most expensive Budweiser on the planet. <laughs> uh, um, so at this point, you know, the awkward chit-chat kind of dies down, and everybody's eyes kind of drift back to the TV except for Melanie and James who's in the back on the wrong side of the wall to watch a TV he's he's playing Angry Birds Angry on his Birds. phone right now <laughs> he goes hey Barkeep it's quiet around here turn that sound on that TV yeah Ben, ben agrees. he kind of looks around he's like yeah alright there's no one else coming in and so he turns it on and you guys start watching the TV uh, but uh, something is kind of changed this time uh Instead of you were watching the players do the just tossing the ball around the bases, warming up, stretching, doing butt kickers, all those cliche uh, stretches and whatnot to get ready for the game. But now you see both teams are just kind of standing still and they're staring into center field. Um, the uh, the announcers are still commentating on you know cliche sports stuff, uh, talk about how great the new pitcher is and. How, how fast the new batter is for the Orioles and all that kind of stuff. But the players are all staring at center field. And a couple of the, the outfielders are, they're approaching center field very cautiously. You see slow motion. They're kind of hunkered down a little bit and they got their hands extended. Almost like you would picture somebody approaching like a, uh, a wild animal or something of those lines but you can't you can't see anything the thing that they appear to be approaching is an empty field of grass hmm. um, I think Elliot's definitely going to be going what in the world that doesn't look right <laughs> after a second uh, the, the announcers finally apparently look up uh, and are equally confused as you uh, none of them seem to be seeing what the players are seeing uh and then, all of a sudden, the players who are cautiously approaching are launched backwards by another invisible force. Hmm. With that, the screen changes suddenly as a breaking news alert takes over. A stern but kind-looking newscaster sits behind a large desk. Good evening, my name is Tom Walker, 
Breaking news coming out of Boston tonight is a freak electrical storm appears to be causing strange issues at Fenway Stadium. We go now to Olivia Nunez, our on-site reporter. Olivia, do you have any insight into what's happening on the field? The screen shifts to a shaky camera that shows a young woman of Latin descent standing just off the left field foul line. Tom, our cameras appear to be having a hard time picking anything up, but there appears to be some sort of light floating just over center field. Just a moment ago, several players tried approaching the source of the light, but they were thrown back. Currently, field authorities are taking steps to start evacuating the crowd as no one really knows what this source of light is, if it poses any kind of threat. Uh, we're not, we aren't entirely sure what's happening. Uh, Olivia, our sources here are saying that this is connected to some sort of electrical storm. Is there any indication that that is what is happening? Tom, here on the side of the field, we aren't seeing any kind of storm actually. Olivia is interrupted by a sudden boom. With the boom, the cameras are now able to see what Olivia must have been seeing. Partway up center field, there is a bright yellowish green ball of light hovering a mere foot off the ground. It pulses sickly, and with each pulse, the images on the TV go staticky. Suddenly, there is another louder boom, and the ball sends a burst of light up into the sky, almost like a beacon, but it immediately fades back into a ball again. The pulsing grows stronger, and the cameras seem to struggle harder. Again, another loud boom, and this one seems to stick. Where there was once a ball, there now stands a massive pillar of light. Olivia gives up any effort to seem professional and backs away off the field and out of sight. The rod of light pulsates violently, causing the screen to be in a near constant state of static. Suddenly, Tom comes back on the screen. We appear to be having some technical difficulties with our on-site equipment. For a better view of the events unfolding, we go now to John McNamara, our aerial correspondent. John, do you have a better view of what is happening? The image switches to a less stable shot that slowly rotates around the rod of light. From this view, you can see that the light reaches well above the cloud line. Tom, our equipment here seems to be working just fine, though I'm not entirely sure what it is I'm looking at down there. As John speaks, you see the pillar of light suddenly expand, nearly doubling in width. The camera zooms in for a better view of the ground level. Where the pillar meets the ground, some strange symbols are being burned into the turf. Once the symbols finish forming a complete circle, the greenish-yellow pillar turns a deep violet shade of purple. At this moment, uh, Ben, not entirely sure what he's seeing, calls James out, saying, Hey, Jimmy, you gotta get out here and see this shit, man. This is wild. I've never seen anything quite like this. Ah, uh, what uh, is it now? And the uh, Melanie, you notice there's a weird lack of commotion, even in this dead of a bar. Uh, hello? Uh, you notice 
Everybody is staring at the ball game, but none of them are looking particularly excited. There's almost confusion or concern. When did they add pyrotechnics to baseball? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, we were this... watching a ball game. What what movie is this? Ooh, it's pretty. <laughs> uh, once the the rest of you have been watching once the symbols finish forming a complete circle the greenish yellow pillar turns a deep violent shade of purple at the same moment a figure starts to emerge from the pillar a hooded figure with blackened armor plating steps out from the pillar into the light he is brandishing some sort of weapon not unlike say the scythe of a grim reaper he turns back to the pillar and slams his scythe into the ground. Upon his impact, the pillar pulsates once again, this time far more violently than before, and immediately the image goes staticky again. Again, the screen flashes back to Tom. Well, folks, we seem to be having more technical difficulties with our equip. The image again goes to static. Ben changes the channel and this time has a newscast out of New York. The image only lasts for a few seconds before it, too, goes to static. At this point, Ben starts rifling through the channels, and every every channel he's getting at this point is just static, so he, he turns off the uh, TV and kind of runs his hands through his hair as if he doesn't really understand what he's looking at, which you can all probably relate to, and... He turns around to face the rest of you and says, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, based off how shocked the rest of you look, I guess it's safe to assume this isn't a bad trip. Uh, I mean, I'm not on any drugs, Ben, so I mean, uh, what the fuck just happened? What what was that? I, I don't, I don't know. And as soon as he finishes that sentence, the lights in the bar die. Did we pay the electricity bill this month? None of us here have the answer to that question. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. I, I don't even work here, so. Elliot will look out the window to see if it's just the lights in the bar, if the, the across the street's off as well. As you look outside, you hear the screeching of tires, the crunching of glass and metal, and confused yells of pedestrians and other people, and you look all, the, you can see a couple street lights from inside the bar they're dead i guess it's a good question what time of the day is it right it's now? about i don't know 2 10 to 12 somewhere in that ballpark it's afternoon yeah but like traffic lights you would see afternoon. those oh it's afternoon oh. Yeah. well yeah. don't worry about it i'll just see what the internet's reporting and i the, go to the my internet phone. yeah i kind of feel like Young the internet's lady. probably not gonna work miss but you know you can check I guess. I'm gonna Google breaking news, like New York, you, uh, whatever random combination sounds good at the time. You hit the power button on your phone and nothing happens. Hey! <laughs> you hit it again. You hold it. You do every trick you could think of. Unfortunately, it's you strike me as an iPhone user. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's an iPhone, so you can't access the battery, but you try every trick you can and nothing your phone is not turning on <laughs> <laughs> the internet's broken this is unacceptable what kind of service do you call this do you guys think she even noticed that the lights are out everywhere did you think anybody caught that 
It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Who needs lights? That's actually super wasteful, and it's really bad for the environment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I think she ate a bowl of stupid with lunch. (laughs) Ben tries turning the TV back on. It does not turn on. Toggles the light switch. It does not work. And the... uh, for the first time ever, you guys realize you listen and you hear nothing from outside. There's no traffic. There is no chirp of helicopters. There is no familiar sound of jets or planes of any kind. It's quiet. Elliot's going to look down at his wristwatch, which of course is going to be a wind-up wristwatch. Oh, is his wristwatch still ticking? Uh, truly wind-up, no battery? Truly wind-up. That's working. Oh. So Elliot's going to get up and go just walk to the front door and look look out and look up and down the street. You look out and you see there's several car accidents. Lots of people just getting out of their cars. Everybody throwing their hands up. A couple folks yelling at each other. People checking their phones. And as best as you can see, nothing is working. Hey, I don't know if any of y'all care... There's some fucked up shit going on out here. As you're talking, you feel the ground shake a little. And you hear, a couple moments later, a fairly loud bang um, coming from the north up where you know where the airport is. There's a fairly loud bang that comes from that area, shakes the ground a bit. What in the hell? Goes back in. Okay, that's some weird stuff. Did y'all feel that bang? Yeah. Yeah. Something's gone seriously wrong. Do you guys think it has to do with that thing on the TV? I don't know, but I'm going to go check on Charlie. I'm going to run out and check on Charlie. Charlie's just out front? Yeah. Or is he he, in your truck? He's in the truck. He's in your truck. Yeah. Uh, You get to your truck. Your truck being as old as it is, I'm assuming it was a key unlock anyway. Um, Oh, yeah. Mechanical. Yeah. A 72. Yeah. Yeah, So you're able to. Mechanical key. You have absolutely no issue getting into your truck. Your okay. dog's fine. Charlie's Charlie's maybe not excited that he's been sitting in a truck by himself. You know what? I don't give a damn what that woman says. Come on, Charlie. We're coming. I'm going to leave you out here. And I check on my go bag to make sure it's on the floor where it stays. Yeah, your go bag is still there. Okay. All right. Well, it's still there. I make sure the doors are locked. And I come inside and I look directly at Emery. Like, extenuating circumstances, I don't care at this point. <laughs> Oh, he's fluffy. Can I pet him? I don't know. He might bite. But if he he doesn't bite, you can pet him. Oh, I'm going to pet the dog. <laughs> Obviously. It's, uh, Obviously, I'm going to pet the dog. That's a roll for uh, animal handling. <laughs> the first roll. <laughs> of the Ooh, can't she pet the dog? Oh, I have negative one to that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that's going to be a two. Yeah, Elliot, uh, or not Elliot, Elliot doesn't Charlie. bite you. Charlie, <laughs> you're so bad, Elliot bites you. No. <laughs> Charlie, now, Ow. she's trying to be nice now. Sit down quietly and let the nice girl pet you. Nice thing is, kale he's... chip. Yeah. No, good Lord, <laughs> don't. That's probably, he probably, probably smelled the kale. Smelled, that's probably yeah. why I tried to bite you. They're way better than they sound. Here, here's some corned beef. Give him a piece of corned beef. He'll I'm, like you. There. I'm gonna bribe the dog with corned beef. Yeah, no, he's good. That works fine. <laughs> and it was—he's a working dog. It was a warning nibble. It wasn't a true bite. You're not harmed. More of a hey, dude, back up. Uh, Blue healers. I yeah. just wanted to pet his fuzzy little ears. 
Once once he takes the meat out of your hand, it's a completely different dog. He's all about you now. He's fine. The thing that Elliot would have noticed that would have been more concerning is there's a lot of accidents. There's a lot of anger. And there's no, no sirens. There's no response. You do see a cop uh, standing in, standing on the sidewalk, but he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do. He's trying to radio into dispatch. You can see him. I'll, I'll step <laughs> out. Just tapping his shoulder is all he's accomplishing. I'll, I'll step out and say, Officer, do you know anything what's going on? I, I, right now, sir, all I can say is you're probably best served staying inside, staying safe. We appear to have some sort of wide-scale technological failure. Uh, but right now, what I could say is inside safer than out. Okay. Uh, so please, go back in the building. I've got I've got injuries okay. all down this street and no way to radio anybody to help. We've got first aid kits. We could probably... Does anybody here know that uh, either you military folk have any medical not training? I mean, I know basic first aid. I could probably help with minor cuts and bruises but yeah, and if I, we have any major breaks or anything. Now it's proficient in medicine so he absolutely could help. I okay. have an all day bandage and I probably have some CBD oil in my bag. <laughs> That'll totally help with, with all the broken bones and dying. That's... The uh, cop seeing you in full uniform definitely turns his attention towards you, Olnok, and uh he doesn't ask for it, but you can tell he's wanting some help. I mean, look, man, I can help you kind of organize everything because that's basically my specialty, but I'm more of an avionics technician. I don't really know how to help people much in these kind of circumstances. Honestly, right now, I think a man in uniform is going to do a lot of good for a lot of folk. Somebody who looks like an authority who isn't only me being the only guy. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start moving uh, west down this road. If you can move east and just see... If you can help anybody. Uh, and with that, the officer just kind of chuckles almost just out of exasperation. And, you know, he shakes his head, kind of smacks himself to see if he is a, actually awake and moves on to the closest vehicle and starts trying to get somebody out. Unfortunately, that vehicle's a Tesla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, are trapped. they can't get the door. Open. They live there now. Uh, <laughs> Elliot will go back in and go, and, hey, if any of you guys got any medical supplies or anything or any training, we're probably going to need some help out here. Yeah, I think Emery, after saying that and kind of getting the general consent, has already run back in to go find whatever first aid kit that she can. She doesn't have, like, medical training, but she's patched herself up enough that it's better than nothing. And Elliot would have a first aid kit in his truck. Perfect. About half of it's been used. He forgot to restock it at Sam's Club. But uh, he's like, oh, I got this. Well, there's some of it. Olnock's going to shout back at Elliot and ask him if he's got any tools to see if we can figure out how to maybe open this Tesla since we can't get inside and these people look hurt. I I have a glass breaker on my keychain. That's fantastic. Do you literally have it? Where did you get this? I I need to know. It's like basic personal safety, isn't it? (laughs) That's, that's news to me, but it'll help us out. So bring it on over here. Let's get it done. Elliot, Elliot will step out of the back of his pickup with a sledgehammer. Or you can use this. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I think the sledgehammer is going to be a little more effective, but I appreciate your tenacity, miss. We can try that one on its other car over here. 
I'm just saying, you know, you get the little, just in case you get stuck in a car, you never I was, know. I was going to think of a spark plug. I've seen that trick on YouTube before, so I mean. By the way, it's totally one of those pink carbon fiber things. It's like glass breaker, or like fake brass knuckle, you know, <laughs> self-defense. Elliot was in motor pole, so he's like, oh yeah, let's peel one of these babies Send open. <laughs> Perfect. So Old Knock and uh, uh, Elliot tag team the, uh, the Tesla and... In a short manner of time, you are able to create an exit out of that vehicle, um, and you're able to. Thankfully, it's the it's the SUV model, so the windows are big enough. An average sized person can get out pretty easily. You're able to get them out. Thankfully, this particular individual didn't have any injury. As soon as the power stopped working, the wheels stopped spinning. Oh, um, just it. They stopped, <laughs> and thankfully, it was downtown, not a freeway. So right. they went from twenty to nothing now. They're maybe a little bruised up, mostly just scared. Yeah. Maybe a little mad. There's still the dealer plates on this car. They (laughs) they just acquired it. Uh, But you're able to get them out. You're able to get them off to safety. uh, With seeing you guys handily solve that situation, the officer just kind of nods his head in your direction and takes off to see if he can help any people further down the road. After he uh, turns his back, I'm going to go back to my pickup and pull uh, my pick up a pistol out of the deal and slip it under, kind of put it my belt under my shirt, going I don't know what's going on but just in case I'd rather be prepared than not so. uh, While that's happening uh, between Emery and Elliot's kits, you guys are able to get together a complete kit This is one of the rare restaurants where the first aid kit's actually fairly intact and fairly updated James is really good at the knives, and he doesn't injure himself very often. Yeah. <laughs> Goes a long way. Uh, while this is going on, what what is James doing? Uh, speaking of James's knives, he went back into the kitchen and is calmly checking his knives and putting them back away, and then just like shoving them in his back pocket. Uh, much to your relief, the knives do still work. <laughs> That's good. That's good. They, they are analog knives, so. <laughs> Thank God he didn't have an electric knife. <laughs> Uh, probably gonna head back to his car, and uh, it's probably not gonna work. So he's gonna he's gonna jimmy his own car. So you're you're bouncing out to your own vehicle. Probably yeah, to to check my kid and whatnot. Yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, what what do you drive? Uh, that is an excellent question. Probably what I currently drive, which is probably just like a Mitsubishi sedan, very nondescript car. So I'd imagine, just out of force of habit, if nothing else, you try the key fob. Uh, to get into your vehicle, you pull the handle that didn't work. You can't get in. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of these newer vehicles, you actually, you don't always immediately even see a keyboard or a keyhole, keyhole uh, on the driver's handle. And we'll say yours is one of those. And I, I've not looked at the car door. I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly cannot remember because I always <laughs> use the key fob. <laughs> Belle's feeling very smart. She's like, well, I don't have to unlock because I drive a Vespa. So she goes to try to start her Vespa. <laughs> now you put your key in the ignition and you turn it over and absolutely nothing happens. I know I'll just call. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Elliot and Olnock, you see James staring at his car uh, with key in hand. I'll grab my sledgehammer and say, you need us to let you in? <laughs> I have a less um, 
brutal approach to this. Oh, okay. I mean, you do you, man. I just, it's it's not fun swinging a sledgehammer on a car window at all. So you know, it's cool. And now it will hand him with a smile. You want to try? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at that point yet. Okay. Uh, this might be fixable, and I would like to keep all of my car windows intact. Thank you. God, I appreciate your just enthusiasm. It's fantastic. <laughs> your optimism knows no bounds, James. There's next to the where the handle opens. You can usually pry that open and get a manual key in. I uh, have had to do that because I, my other old car, it's older, not in good condition. <laughs> so you take your advice, I'm assuming, and try popping that off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Worst case scenario, I can go back inside and grab a cool hanger. Yeah, you're able to pop it off, and that is absolutely where your keyhole is. Your keyhole's there. Uh, it is the key port. <laughs> is it the key port? <laughs> I liked port. port. I don't know if that's accurate, <laughs> but it's fun. Okay. The key port uh, becomes accessible. Uh, <laughs> um, you put the key in, you're able to unlock your car. Cool. See? Look at that. No sledgehammer. I'm going to hand that back to you. I'm just saying it would have been more fun. That's all I'm trying to point out. <laughs> We can do it on the next car. Can I try the sledgehammer? I would love to see that. Yes. Good lord, no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Ellie, why you gotta ruin the fun, bro? We're trying to have a good time. The have sledgehammer you weighs more than she probably does. Hurt herself. She seems very fit, actually. Thank she you. I'm glad very... somebody noticed. She's got to, you know, kind of rock it off the shoulder, man. We'll, we'll get it figured out. Don't even worry about it. Momentum goes a long way. <laughs> so what are, what are you trying to get out of your car now that you've gained access? Uh, my, uh, my, my bug out bag. Oh, your bug out bag. Perfect. So we've got two bug out bags and the majority of a first aid kit. Uh, did Olnok bring anything with him or did he walk here? I hadn't thought that far. Um, <laughs> cause I had planned on having my sea bag cause it made sense. But now in this particular context of how I got to the place during my liquid lunch. It doesn't at all. Like, um, it's sitting in your car conveniently parked behind it's the just, bar. It's in my trunk all the time, yeah. right? Like, I just keep it in there. I don't know what a sea bag is, but sure. It's basically a giant bug out bag. Okay. So, sure. You know, you were getting ready to leave. Maybe this was your last drink before heading out of town. Okay. Your last night. Yeah, in town we'll, we'll say it's it. in my trunk. Perfect. I just got to figure out how to get into it. As long as you don't drive a Tesla, that should be. Yeah, I, I don't drive a Tesla, uh, but no, <laughs> you know what? We're in my little hatchback Ford Fiesta because you know I'm still here. We go by All myself. Right. I am a large man to be driving that Ford Fiesta, though. <laughs> I look funny in that car. Is the whole car like lower on one side every time you get in? <laughs> so you go over to your car, sledgehammer in hand. Uh, same exact thing. Out of instinct, you try the key fob. Nothing happens. Yours, however, I know you can see the key ports. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I what? think Jim's James is maybe staring at you, seeing if you're gonna fashion your own window. You, you gonna do it? Huh? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I've broken that back window before. We're gonna go for it. This is fun. Yeah, you and I both know how incredibly. Easy I feel like the you hear this breaks. very, very <laughs> quiet from the back. He. <laughs> As she tries to use her little glass breaker thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! And I think he just found uh, a 
use for your ace bandage there. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Bell. Melanie. Mel. Mel. Okay. Ah. You know what? I would have a blast swinging this uh, sledgehammer, but since we've already broken into one car, Melanie, you want to give this a shot? You want to try this with the sledgehammer, or are you good with your broken hand there? I'm fine, thank you. All right, that's fair. Oh, that would have been so much fun to watch. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else is on board. All right, so you're going to just bust I'm in gonna your pack window. It, All right, you do so. I, you you are a very, very large man with a very, very large hammer. You get through that glass. Uh, <laughs> no no sweat there. Didn't even have to swing hard, yeah. So you've got your bag in hand. Uh, so we've got three bug out bags. I have my gym bag. Bandage, a gym bag. Uh, and most of a first aid kit amongst the, the crew of you. Um, and I think at this point, this is the first time you guys realize, now what? You've got, you've got some stuff. We could carry on down the street. Like the cop asked us to like, they asked you, I guess, to maintain order, but people look hurt. I wouldn't mind helping some people out. I think that's... Probably go try to help out. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Let's try to help as many people as we can. We don't know what's going on yet. So you keep making your way down the street. It's a lot of the same. Again, main, the main street through Junction is designed quite intentionally to make it to where going fast is not an option. It's a very twisty, switchbacky road and a lot of pedestrian traffic. If you're going much over 15, you're gambling really hard. Um... So most of the incidents you're finding are minor. It's mostly people in distress uh, emotionally. Um, you know, their nice car just quit. And then everybody around them's car just quit. There are some out-of-towners who are now, at least for the short term, staying in Junction. Uh, so there's a little bit of that kind of chaos. But as you make your way down Main Street... Um, We'll say you, you start making your way south towards Colorado Avenue and towards the some of the more high-paced roads where you can actually do some good. Um, and you hear a horrendous grinding of metal. A very long, very loud, sharp shriek of metal um, followed by a fairly uh, prolonged crash. And what the hell was that? Didn't sound good, whatever it was. Oh, God, the train. Melanie's on it. A couple oh. blocks south, uh, you're able to see a couple of train cars sliding sideways instead of on their wheels, um, as it appears as though trains no longer function either. Oh, God. Oh, this is bad. Hello there, listener. I'm just going to interrupt briefly and give a quick news update. Firstly, thank you for listening. This project is quite a lot of fun to create, and hopefully you find it just as fun to listen to. Second, we wanted to take a moment and thank our friends at Board Fox Games in Grand Junction, and specifically Trudy. Trudy and her crew were generous enough to help us do some advertising at the Grand Junction Comic Con by including our flyers in their goodie bags. There's actually a decent chance that if you are listening to this episode near its release date, Trudy's crew is why. 
If you're local to the area, Board Fox Games is a terrific store with just about anything you would need to run your own D&D campaign, as well as just about any other tabletop role-playing game. They regularly host game days and have done their best to help keep gaming going strong in the Grand Valley. For an idea of what all they do, visit them at BoardFoxGames.com. If you like what you've heard so far, please find us on social media. We currently have a Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel, as well as our own website. The links to all of these can be found in our link tree, which can be found in the podcast description. If you would like to support this podcast, currently the best course of action would be to share us to your friends and family. Leaving us reviews on your preferred podcasting site would also be a tremendous help. This first episode is fairly exposition heavy, but episode two, which is already released, gets into more of the D&D side of things. Anyway, that's enough for me. Thank you again for listening. And here is the rest of the episode. So yeah, Melanie was completely correct. The train has crashed. You look up, look up the street and you see the, uh, it's a, it's a large oil tanker sliding on its side. Um, that's where the horrendous screeching, grinding metal is coming from. From here, you can't see how substantial the damage is to any of the cars. Uh, if maybe, maybe they're really tough. We don't, we can't tell from back here, but there is absolutely a train on its side. Um, but it is across a f- two, two lanes of what should be fairly busy traffic. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of cars not moving between you and it. Um, a lot of people. Should we get people away? From- I don't think people should be standing near an I'm oil train. I'm guessing they would probably run away if saw it coming. I ain't going anywhere near that. Yeah, there's a whole lot of not help we can do over there. I do not believe this is the direction we should be going. Maybe our commanding presence can yell at everyone to get away from the train. Hey, you morons! Get away from the train! <laughs> okay! Let's go! Run that way! Hey, we probably better go find that cop. That's something he should probably do. Yeah, with. we should probably let him know about that one if we can. Uh, yeah, this is outside of our wheelhouse. Hey, hey, Roscoe! <laughs> you probably better get some of your help over there. Yeah, the, uh, the cop down at the other end of the street is looking up the same way, just like... Uh, We've got some band-aids, but you get the fire department. <laughs> just get some people over working. here so they can do stuff. And he just kind of looks at you and he's like, if I could... <laughs> I right, would. the radio's down. I, yep, <laughs> yep. We're like right next to the fire department. I can like, see look. it from here. Well, that's true. Two we are right next up to from the here. fire department. Two blocks up from here, but almost actually weirdly perfectly in between where we are and where the train is, is the police department. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're trained to should see that, this, right? Right. <laughs> they I should see this, but look, I've, this. I've got my hands full here. I'm doing the best help I can getting people out of these cars. I can't do anything with a train by myself. Can you guys go to the police station and let them know? Sure. Okay. 
Yeah, right. the I mean, fire yeah, department. I like that plan. Uh, I don't know how they couldn't, you know, look out the window, but you know, um, <laughs> the windows are on the wrong right. side to it. see the train tracks. You'd be amazed. The building is weirdly well soundproofed. <laughs> You can't see shit. <laughs> and when the car drove through the lobby a month ago, most of the building did not know what happened. They couldn't hear it. <laughs> we have a earthquake. Downstairs. You, you yeah. make a fair point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. To the fire station. So, perfect. You guys, you're able to get to the fire station, no problem. Uh, you do see more of what you were seeing with Officer uh, Roscoe. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that's his name. I just called him. Just called him an insulting jerk. There. It's his name now. You didn't read his badge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he really is called Roscoe. Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you get to the fire department and the police station, and you see more of what you were seeing with Officer Roscoe. A lot of guys standing around, just kind of lost. Um, not. There's, there's a lot of plans in place to handle a lot of emergencies. There's not a lot of plans in place to handle all of the emergencies <laughs> at the same time. Especially when the radios go down. Exactly. Calm fail, a complete communications failure has occurred. Uh, you don't, you, you especially, Elnock, are looking at the officers and uh, you're not seeing any insignia indicating higher ranking officers. You're seeing a lot of just straight up patrolmen, a lot of just, uh, a lot of EMTs kind of outside they can't get in because it's all electronically locked down the building all the doors are mag locks they cannot get back into the police department without breaking in um right uh question question i'm thinking of is this bulletproof glass you can't tell just by looking at it okay oh because that could pose a problem uh, I bet this is bulletproof yeah. glass. Because <laughs> if we can't break through the glass, we have a new problem. We can't get inside to get. Is there a stuff. key override? There should be a key override for if power does go out. Uh, key should be some sort of emergency. There's you guys are you? None of you have any ability of knowing that currently. Uh, you uh, so seeing a man in naval uniform approaching the building, clearly on a mission. You're not just. You're one of the few it's people around. Rather large, yeah, naval. An, an incredibly large <laughs> naval man in uniform. You stand out, and you're one of the few people. You guys, the, the five of you, are some of the few people in the area who look like you are actively trying to do something. Um, so a lot of the officers kind of turn towards you, um, and a uh, and a young, a young, uh, young officer, full mustache, the whole shebang, comes up uh, to you, Ulnock, and uh, is, uh trying to put on some air of authority you know he's not going to be out authority by a naval man um but uh ex- excuse me sir uh what 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 can we help you with um we're the ones trying to help you here numb nuts so i need you to strap in and pay attention real fast there's a train over there on its side and what i need you to do is figure out with your little bear merry man band of people here how the hell you're gonna help that out because we're only five people and there's more of you than there are us and uh I, I don't know what you're doing just standing here, uh, but we got some things going down. Okay? So that's what that sounds like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, he kind of just runs his hands through his hair. Any any, any energy he had to try to look like a professional is gone as soon as he hears that a train has now also derailed on the worst day he's ever worked. Uh, and he kind of looks over at the other officers and he, he turns back. He's like, honestly, man, we can't get in. The other officers are in there. 
We have no comms. We can't get into the building to get to well, any of our stuff. Can't they get out? If they know they need to, they're currently, as far as I'm guessing, they just think they're having an IT issue and they're all trying to figure hey. out how to get the comms back online. If, if you want, I could try knocking on the door and I pull out my sledgehammer. <laughs> all right. I might get somebody's attention. Uh, At least one of them. That's all we really need. The uh, the young officer, you know, he's initially gonna he's he's looking like he's gonna say no, but uh, an older officer uh, comes up, uh, puts his hand on the young man's shoulder, and he says, "Hey, man, uh, or hey, son, uh, we're gonna let him try. We cannot get in." Operation knock knock. <laughs> uh, so with that, you go up to the front door battle formation yeah front door <laughs> i'm gonna go i hope this is bulletproof glass because if those bastards try to shoot me it's gonna piss me the hell off <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna put the sledgehammer down i'm gonna spit on each hand pick it back up take a axe <laughs> swing just pull back and just go knock knock bam you you put everything you have into that swing and you hit it, it's it's bulletproof glass. It's <laughs> it just bounces off. Okay. <clears throat> hey, they're not gonna shoot us. <laughs> I mean, we're safe. We could keep trying to get their attention at least. Do you and think I, they heard that? I don't know. I'm gonna look in the window. <laughs> you look through the window and you see a uh, one of the clerks staring at you with wide eyes. I, I, I'm gonna put the hammer down and I'm gonna wave the come here. Wave, and then I'm gonna hold my hands up so they can see I'm not caring. Come here. I'm gonna mouth very. At clearly. that point, the older officer comes up, puts his hand on your shoulder, and pantomimes. Yeah, come, come on out. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably a good idea for you, there, Sergeant. I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know your insignia. Uh, yeah, I'm Sar- Sergeant Johnson. Uh, oh, fellow and- Johnson, indeed. All oh right. shit. <laughs> That's why that sounds familiar. It might yeah. be my cousin or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> Another Johnson. I'll be darned. Uh, yeah, but he's not a big Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be old to get that joke. <laughs> you know, we can't all be blessed in certain ways. You know what I mean? I do uh, believe that was rather lewd when there's ladies present. <laughs> you act well, like a sailor would care at all. <laughs> Well, if we see any ladies, we'll warn them ahead of time. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, with that, the uh, the clerk does come out. It takes a while. There's no direct route from her desk to you. Um, but she uh, she comes out. Uh, she opens up the door and she stares directly at Elliot, just like, what the hell? <laughs> why? Why? And then she stares at... Uh, Sergeant Johnson, like, why, why are you letting him try to break down our door? I only hit it once. <laughs> he didn't even hit it that hard. I don't even understand why. If I was going to try, I'd try to drive a, another car through the front door. Jesus. <laughs> Cars aren't working. That wouldn't be an option. <laughs> we could pick up one of the Teslas and throw it. I <laughs> don't have the arm strength for that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're itty bitty. Oh, good Lord. Um, thousands of pounds. Listen, everything's gone weird. No, nothing's working, and a train's derailed, and we really just need the police force on this. So just let these guys in to get their shit so we can start getting shit figured out. Initially, she wants to be mad uh, being talked to this way by a civilian, but as soon as you 
as soon as you mention that the cars aren't working anymore, you know that you have her full attention. Uh, she says, this isn't, this isn't just our building? It's everywhere. It was on the, every, all the TVs went out first because there was stuff the broadcasting. And then it just, just stopped working. This is big. Oh, we, we assume this was, there's a train to rail? Yes. Yeah. Uh, with that, she steps out of the way and she ushers the guys in. Um, and the, the officers immediately go to work, um, going into the building very, finally they have a purpose, finally they have a mission um, that they can achieve, which is not trying to figure out how to get through their bulletproof doors. Uh, they didn't try hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. They didn't really put any effort in. Uh, okay, I gotta admit, that was kind of fun. Hey, Johnson, point of order. Do we need to hold this door so you guys can get back out, or you guys got it from here? Uh, we we could find a door wedge. Yeah, um, find a rock or something. There's something around here. If sure. you could go past, while we get geared up, past message next door to the fire department, we're going to need the EMTs if a train derailed. Right, right. Same problem over there, I imagine, yeah? Sure. I don't, I've never doors, been there. all that kind of crap. I don't. Okay. Hey, can you deputize me real quick so it's legal for me to bust their door in? You know what? He's got a point, actually. That would help. I'd help an emergency. Okay, I just want to do this without going to jail, but I'll come with you. <laughs> I'm not Sweet. a sheriff. I can't deputize people. Oh, good. There are semantics. Okay. <laughs> I'll 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 make sure the firemen don't. Shoot you with the Oh, yeah, house. that's right. Firemen are cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was a volunteer firefighter once back in like 2006 or something. Belt. It doesn't matter. Anyway. So you, you go next door. Um, they let I don't even check right. the door. I just immediately just wind up with the sledgehammer. <laughs> hey, this is kind of fun. On the other side of a door, a firefighter does duck and cover and <laughs> jump out of the way. <laughs> to which. You see another guy coming up with uh, one of the big pry bars, and he just kind of looks at you, and he's like, ah, all right. Uh, he goes and puts his pry bar back, because he doesn't need to gain access to that door anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so one of the uh, one of the chiefs, I think, one of the chiefs comes up to you and uh, says, uh, thanks, I think we... Why did you? <laughs> There's a train leg on its side that's full of oil. And the cops need help cleaning it up. We need, like, EMTs. And nothing yeah. outside is working. There's no cars. We picked up on that part. No yeah, radio. there's probably a lot of people hurt, too. Oh, I don't know if you had picked up on that part yet. But. Yeah. You see that one of the fire engines has made it about a foot out of the building before everything finished <laughs> falling right. apart. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we got the the car part. Uh, mm, yeah. We were on our way to a fire. Hope they're okay. Um, train derailed. That's what the noise was. Okay. Yep. Uh, immediately, the, off, the, the the paramedics go to their trucks. Thankfully, everything there is key lock. They're able to get into their trucks. I, I, in fact, I don't even think they lock those. That'd be weird. Yeah. Um, Good point. Why would they add an obstacle? So they're, they're able to just start opening uh, and grabbing high-end kits uh they're throwing on their pants and jackets and helmets and the whole shebang and uh the, the chief i'm assuming it's the chief looks over to uh again olnock being in uniform uh, 
says, hey, son, look, uh, extraordinary times, extraordinary circumstances. Are you and your friends willing to help or do you have somewhere else you're needing to run to or what we Ah, we could. Uh, you're a big guy. <laughs> I don't know. I had a Zoom meeting in 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Zoom meeting's not going to work. That was just a done. joke. That hey, was a guys, joke. <laughs> uh, we could just go over there to that park that's right next to the station and politely ask all of the uh, folks who don't have any other place to go if we can have the bikes they stole as perhaps a mode of transportation. <laughs> the bikes they stole. I, I was not expecting that sentence to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting bikes field. to be the conclusion of that sentence. Well, they've got them all. <laughs> There's also like three bike stores downtown. Right. We oh, right. Wait, we, could, we were we sort of surprised. We could probably. Bikes. Wait, no, it's what's that called? You. Not commandeer. Commandeer. Loot. Yeah. Common, uh, common loot. Common deer. No, we no, are it's... official police business. Are we all willing to help? I guess that we never really answered that question. I oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was trying to get us the more efficient transportation. staring at a group of apparently thieves. <laughs> I have nothing else going on is the point of what I yeah, was. I, I, I thought it was trivia thing. night, I, I so like, I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing else all right. Well, it's a it long walk like home. So we're not exactly a band of people who've met. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah. No. Yeah. What, 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 what's your name? Giant, hugely tall man. <laughs> I don't know any of your names. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, hi. I'm Elliot. Elliot Brandybane. Cool. Mel. My name's Mel. Elliot Mel. Mel. I uh, I'm I'm Olnock. And before you ask any weird questions about what the hell my name means, we'll address that later. It's not important right now. I'm you and I literally working in the same building. I know your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I just know you're the cook. I just know you're the cook who doesn't know what kale is. Yeah, I mean, I we know still don't know is. your name. It's so. disgusting. I'm just yeah. going to call you anti-kale. Anti-kale. <laughs> anyway, I'm Emery. That's James, since he doesn't want to introduce himself. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. I think we lost Ben somewhere. I don't know where the hell he went. but He's probably sloshed back at the bar. He does yeah. seem to be a guy who would panic in this kind of situation. So, Ben's trying to save his IPAs. <laughs> I, I see. I, I feel like somehow Olaf may have left the bar with his drink in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Swishing it, right? Like. Well, I'm uh, Chief Johnson, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot there's a lot of, of Johnsons in this town. I'm noticing. Uh, I thought there was more Larsons, but apparently all the Johnsons are on this end of town. <laughs> Oh, it's all Olsons on the other end. They're just town. all in law enforcement and like <laughs> civil service. Public, so yeah. <laughs> and I would like to formally rescind my offer for you guys. To, you seem like a band of people, you not five folk, if that makes sense. So we're gonna go. Go. Listen, no. if there's. I mean, look. Do you want our help or not? We we can help if that's what you wish, or we can you know do something else. We've already been helping. Then we broke started- into a Tesla. It was important. We saved people. And the police department. Yeah. <laughs> we have passed out a few bandages and some Neosporin. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about that whole series of sentences I just said, that probably wasn't the best way to argue for helping more. 
uh, you Listen, just also of- tried to convince each other to go rob a bunch of bikes for it was downtown, it was for so. the greater good it is not you know i was just I gonna like steal them from homeless wrong. people so it was with the That's- intent of helping people which is your job which we are helping you do right we just don't have all that legal authority mumbo jumbo and nonsense to do all the stuff that you guys get to do when shit hits the fan I- but don't worry you can do you I am going to the train station. Well, no, the train tracks. <laughs> they didn't make it to the, the train station. down there area. Over um, there. That's a couple miles to the train station. <laughs> I didn't make it. Um, I, if you guys are there to help, awesome. If not, just I didn't hear the rest of this conversation. <laughs> if you rob people, don't. Please. We weren't going to rob people. You know, it doesn't <laughs> the homeless are people. No. <laughs> That's why we invested a store instead. They stole the bikes first. We're just taking them back. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We're at the police station. Where's your cage? See? Just give us some of those. Those are over at the city shops. Those are at the city shops. (laughs) Damn. Sorry, it's a huge cage. Where we say goodbye and then keep walking the same way because we're helping. Yeah. At this point, he says, uh, he he puts his helmet back on and uh, says... It's probably going to be kind of loud over there and pulls his ear protection down and starts walking. That direction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am finished with this conversation. Uh, right. This is a stick in the mud. This is so really into following rules and stuff. Remind <laughs> me why we pay them again? I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, it could be that they I'm a couple drinks deep. They do put out fires. They put out fires. Yeah, they These do. people, I understand. Yeah, but they can't put out the fires right now because none of the damn trucks work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what... Which is why do. I suggested an alternative mode of transportation. I'm the totally on Mel's side. Their bike to the fire. <laughs> I just realized something very depressing. I'm not getting paid today. <laughs> what do you it's mean? You didn't clock closet. out. Right? You clocked in. You didn't clock. You're fine. You're still on the clock. Theoretically. If you never clock out, you get paid for the whole time. We tend to get to direct deposit, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, so do I. Oh. None, none of us are getting paid. Oh, we get can't paid. get to the ATM machine. Yeah, they wouldn't Wait, work. ATM. No, we got to go save people. We're helping people. We're I can open the ATM things. machine later. <laughs> we do have a sledgehammer. He's got a point. Oh, I've got more. I've got one of those rescue bars like he's got in his back of my pickup. Those things are heavy. I have I'm a sure. pocket knife. I'm sure you do. She's got, a, she's got a pocket knife and brass knuckles. She's <laughs> Ow, prepared for some stuff. my knuckles still hurt. I want my money back. <laughs> hey, that's on you for buying the thing in the first place. Well, I think we are following this guy down towards... <laughs> As we're still bantering. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, with each other at the same time. Every now and again, you see him pick up his pace, uh... <laughs> trying to get away from us. <laughs> He's trying to get to the emergency faster if you were to ask him. But hey, you know, <laughs> I'm 60 years old. Goddamn, I'm not out here to run a marathon. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think he likes us. I'll walk quickly with purpose. Hell with your running shit. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of other <laughs> firefighters, some of whom are just enraptured by you guys. You are, <laughs> you are one part of a very interesting day, but you're... You're the most unique part so far. The, the part they can rationalize. All technology breaking is crazy and beyond belief, but goofy people, that's something some of them can relate to. So they're, they're maybe kind of taking you under their wing a little bit. 
Uh, you know, they don't have a whole lot of extra supply to pass around, but I'm sure a couple of them try to hand Olnok, say, a pry bar or an axe or something like, you look like you can make use of this uh, when we get up there. Um, and as they're walking and trying to assess your skills, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they give Elliot some extra first aid gear. Um, and uh, I don't know what James would benefit from. I think we might just be helping carry things, me and James. If y'all need something broken into, I can help with that. Okay. That would have been <laughs> useful for the bike discussion. We could just find one that's chained on the street. Yeah, I mean, if you can just break into stuff, what the hell have we been doing this whole time? I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, you want my damn sledgehammer? I got to run these bandages now. Yeah, sure. Okay. You can, here's your hey, sledgehammer. old man, I found you a tricycle. You can ride in that. <laughs> Old man. Whoa, whoa. I'm trying to save people's lives, and you pull out the old man. And I'm trying to keep you from hurting yourself. <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah. Go, go make a phone call. Or make a I can't. <laughs> so you guys, you make it across the street. The easiest time you've ever had jaywalking, because again, nothing's moving uh there is a lot more damage as you're getting closer uh vehicles down in this area are traveling much faster there are there's worse accidents um there's more screaming uh, there's more sobbing and there's definitely some anger um and, uh, again just an abundance of confusion um as you're as you're waking your way towards the train um but thankfully it does seem as though enough people in this area had their their wits about them to realize like yeah this is an issue yeah my car is broken that is a train full of mystery liquid i probably shouldn't be here so there is a decent amount of people moving away from the crash as you're approaching you do start to smell the dis- the very distinct fumes of uh natural gas oil uh fuel leaking out uh it's it's definitely getting a bit pungent Uh, okay this is really bad everybody needs to keep moving away from this uh so any any other bystanders that we come across i've just been saying like hey move away from the train you know just trying to encourage people to a certain direction move i use my fitness class voice to encourage people to move away i've got to hear what that sounds like same Okay, everybody, listen up. We're all going to move over here away from the funny smell. Away, <laughs> yo, away from the funny smell. You, you, knees up, knees up. That way. <laughs> A very perplexed soccer mom snaps amazing. to her inner, <laughs> her inner spin class programming has come just to life. <laughs> and <laughs> she grabs her kid, throws her over her shoulder, and just starts booking it. Definitely the best high knee form you've seen in a while. Just well done, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make Russell Wilson jealous. (laughs) Um, You do see uh, ahead of you. Obviously, this was a big train. This is mostly an oil tanker. There are some cargo uh, box cars on this train, but it's mostly it's mostly oil tanker, Um, and it's the whole thing is on its side. There is absolutely. Uh, 
leaking uh, liquid fuel. Uh, you're not obviously you. You guys probably wouldn't know if it was diesel or raw oil or what have you. But there's there's definitely things that should not be leaking out. Probably flammable. Absolutely leaking out. Not gasoline, or it would have been on fire by now. Do you think we should light it on fire so Good it doesn't no. end up in the river? No. That would be a At terrible least. idea. Um, Explosions and I. Yeah, people burning to death. Yeah, let's avoid that. I thought we let the fire department handle that part, and we just focus on like. Well, I don't know. People we just like just hurting people away. Just like. I think they Scrapes call it establishing bruises. a perimeter. Crowd Does anybody control. think they're actually going to have any of the stuff they need since they don't have the trucks? It's a pretty large chemical spill. Fire department would be ferrying it on their backs if they couldn't drive. I know they would. Okay. Yeah. There's hydrants and stuff, too. Okay. They I was access. legitimately curious. So Yeah, no, they, they would be because it's close enough to the fire department. They would, they would be, like, running stuff back and forth for okay. it. That is the one good thing, this crash... Quite literally, it's only three mo- uh, three blocks yeah, from far. the station. Um, yeah, we're going to want to direct people away, I think, yeah. is, is definitely the right path as best as we can. The fire department's going to have to take care of this spill as best as they are capable of. Perfect. I'm thinking we'd be looking for walking wounded, get them moving, and then if anybody can't walk, we need to like get them out, carry, drag, whatever it takes. Let's go ahead and have a, let's have a round of perception checks from everybody. Yes, D twenty plus whatever your perception is. It'll be on your skills page. That was a satisfying. Yes. We're running oh. on passive perceptions, right? Yes, you cannot roll below oh, your well, passive. Well, I rolled my passive perception, so I got a 10. Tie. Oh, you got a 12. 12? 13 minus 1 would be a 12. 12, wow. Okay, minus 1. I got an 18. 18, okay. That would be a 9. 9. All right. Uh, <laughs> Did I actually rolled a 7, so... So most of you... Most of you are just seeing chaos. Uh, there is, There's just people all over the place. Everybody's having the worst day of their life. Uh, but James, with his 19? 18? 18. 18 uh, you're able to kind of see through um, the sheer chaos, and you see a particularly distraught mother desperately trying to get into the backseat of her car and failing. All right, I will head in that direction. Perfect. You approach, uh, and there's this 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 poor woman is just distraught. She is panicking. She's freaking out. And as you get up close enough, you see there is a car seat with a child in the back that she cannot get to. Okay. Um, I'll come up and say, uh, ma'am, are you okay? No, my, my, my child, they're, they're locked. I can't, I can't get in. They're locked in the back. I can't get to them. And we got, we got to go. We got to get out. I can't. I, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. In my uh, pocket bag, there is a uh, coat hanger wire that's been stretched to get into cars. Perfect. So <laughs> you I'm, also are currently carrying the sledgehammer. Yeah, but there's a child in the car. Fair. I'm not going to shatter glass <laughs> into the car. You know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I am going to attempt to distract the distraught mother while they figure out how they're going to break into this car. All right. How do you? What do you do? 
I'm gonna, there's, okay, look at me, look at me. They've got this covered. Everything will be okay. Take a deep breath. It's, it's, my, it's my baby. Exhale. I have to get to my baby. No, look, 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 look at me. Roll a, <laughs> are you wanting to persuade or intimidate? Persuade. <laughs> totally persuade. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a persuasion on her. We'll say this is a, this is like at least a 15. That would be a 12. Yeah, she cares about her kid way more than the intense little blonde cheerleader chick. Uh, uh, she's like, not my baby. I got to get my baby. That's all that I don't care about. Any, my baby's all that matters. Can I attempt to use the uh, the coat hanger to Jimmy the luck? Yeah, let's go with... You've done this before? Yeah, be a sleight bit. of hand. Uh, let's give it a... Yeah, we'll go DC 12 sleight of hand. All righty. Say she's driving a Ford. It's not hard to get into. It's a 17. Yeah, you're able to... You've done this plenty of times. Either you've locked yourself out of your car a lot or... He's a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you are absolutely practiced hand. You slide the coat hanger through the frame of the door. You One swift swift movement, pop the lock. See, Uh, look at that. And I didn't use brute force with a sledgehammer. No, I I feel like I was attacked on that one. I I, I think it was unnecessary there, James. That was, didn't have to put that out there. The sledgehammer was unnecessary. That's what was unnecessary there. It it was fun. It was fun. The mom just immediately wraps you up in a hug, thinks you, grabs the kid. Oh, God. Gets him out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you. You saved my baby. I... I, if I could, I would. Rep- I we gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go. Moving. Yeah, she grabs the baby and she gets moving. Uh, the rest of you, you're looking around and there's plenty of injuries. You could spend hours out here helping with injuries, helping people get out of cars. Um, is that what you want to do? I think we've kind of signed up for it now. Yeah. Yeah, we did volunteer yeah, to help. Uh, let's just have, just for the sake of conversation, another uh, perception check also. Fourteen. I'm rolling dog shit. Eleven. Okay. <laughs> James Scott. Oh, I got a fourteen that time. Fourteen. Twelve. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. This All right. time, maybe Melanie's just miffed because that mom just totally blew her off, and she's not used to getting blown she's off. She's a little upset. Yeah. Um. So you step back and you survey the area. Uh, for the first time in a while, you actually pan out. You're looking at the bigger picture. Uh you remember earlier there was the boom and the ground shook and as you look towards the airport you see a large pillar of fire coming up from that or smoke large pillar of smoke coming up from that area um, there's a several smaller fires around town um, and as you turn around to survey the train scene you actually you see a fire starting in a building near the near the train wreck this is- it's small and currently it doesn't appear as though anyone else has seen it. But you know beyond a reasonable doubt that it, if unchecked, is going to lead to a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to end the episode. Feeder of the Mind is Jeremy Arfston as Elliot Brandybane, Amanda Arfston as Melanie Kelly. Michael Burnell as Olnock Varger Johnson. Michael Downs as James O'Brien. Casey Weingarten as Emery Lee. And myself, Mike Schock, as your dungeon master. 
Typically, we will be releasing episodes every two weeks, but to celebrate our release, episode two is already out. The music this week was sourced from Epidemic Sounds, who we are not sponsored by under the Creative Commons license. The songs used in order are Man by Headland, On the Flip Side by Divorce Applause, T1000 by Splasher, I Despise by No Sons of Mine, Nosebleed Section by Sightless in Shadow, Poisonous Bites by Offcuts, Glittering Lights by Rain Jewels, Lost Tales of Catalonia by Daniel Cade, LFE Drone 3 by Sound Effects Producer, News to Me 3 by John Bjork, PREL Bed Rhythmic 3 by Sound Effects Producer, Riot in the Capital by Bonnie Grace, Imperious by Bonnie Grace, Dark Outlands by River Foxcroft, The Portal by Bonnie Grace, Emerging Shades by Piper Ez, In the News by Martin Moses, Displaced by Robert Ruth, Creepy Cockroach by Xperia, 911 Close Call by Robert Ruth, The Spy by Wendy Marcini, and Danger Ahead by Etienne Roussel. The Theater of the Mind theme was written by Mike Schock.